Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my fiance, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? How much has been a good week here? It is April... 17th? 17th, <laughs> Yep, and I am sick again. So yeah, Carol's doing really good. So I'm either going to have to edit a lot of coughs out, or you're going to have to hear a lot of coughs. Well, because I'm lazy. Count the number of coughs <laughs> and figure out how lazy of an editor I am. Oh my goodness. There's not that many coughs anymore. It's just my voice doesn't sound very good. Oh, it's not. Your voice always sounds sexy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got a you got a Kathleen Turner type thing going on right now. Oh no, I sound like a man. <laughs> well, okay, well, she was the voice of Jessica Rabbit. So here's the thing, Kathleen Turner. I'm pretty sure I, I don't. I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure Kathleen Turner was a fairly heavy smoker. Mm. So there's a time period of her life where her voice is. Kind of husky, but, you know, like, like, sulturally feminine. Mm -hmm. And then as she's gotten older and smoked, you know, 200 cigarettes a day. Right. um, (laughs) She, her voice has gotten deeper and deeper and deeper. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't know exactly what she sounds like now, but she's probably a little more mannish. I mean, more than you are. (laughs) Okay. But speaking of mannishness. This was a mannish episode of 90210. There was a lot going on in this a lot episode. Of men, a lot of men. A lot of men dilemmas. Men, you think? Men lemmas. You think this was a man-heavy episode? Yes. Okay. Do you think it was a female-heavy episode? It um, started off with a female. I think it's pretty balanced. It started off with Kelly Taylor sitting in the world's largest chair. That was weird. <laughs> she looked like... She, she looked like she was a fucking Lilliputian or something like that. Like What's that? Transported to the real world from Gulliver's Travels. So uh, little people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it, that chair was like engulfing her whole body. Kelly Taylor in the lands of the giants. But it's a it was a uh, lifeguard's well, chair. Why is a lifeguard chair like that? Well, here's the thing. And it just occurred to me, seeing it that up close where they were filming it with her sitting on it, I guess a lifeguard chair really is just a fucking giant normal chair. Just like a regular beach chair, just huge. Yeah. That's weird. So the reason they build them like that, the reason the reason they're they're big like that though, is for improved sight. So you get to you're up high so you can see more of the water. Gives mm. you a better view. I don't know why they don't build it to where it's like a normal chair on a perch as opposed to just a giant looking fucking regular chair. Yeah. They just take a regular beach chair and they're like, scale it up 20 times. <laughs> there you go. Here we go. Oh, did I edit it out? Or are you hearing it? <laughs> I bet you that you leave it in. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good bit. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, Kelly Taylor in the giant chair with a journal that uh, fucking Valerie gave her. For Christmas. Yeah, weird. it's weird. What a weird drop-in. Like, Valerie gave me this journal for Christmas. She also gave me anthrax. Are, are we spo- Are we trying to establish that they're actually friendly now or something? Like, what the fuck? Because she gave up the boyfriend, I guess. Right. I don't know. Whatever. 
But yeah, she's writing about how lonely she feels and lonely. She's Miss Kelly Taylor lonely. <laughs> and that she misses Brandon. Yeah. So she doesn't miss uh, Luke Perry slash Dylan. No, you're right. She's not talking about him at all. No, because he's off the show. Well, he's technically, uh, according to the show, he and Brenda are together. Right. They're off the show together. That's true. So he's off the table. Yeah. So he's with he's with Brenda, and I guess that's how they're going to keep it. So he can film movies, and Brenda can be in that uh, that show that she's been or whatever. That What's new, she the, in? The new, that new show that she's, it's, I think it's, it's about witches. Oh. I don't know this show. Yeah. I think it's called Charmed. Oh, okay. Okay, I, I have heard of that, actually. Charmed. Yeah. I just, my brain was blinking because I'm on a cough syrup, so. <laughs> it's all good. She's on the Tussin, everyone. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Um, but, yeah, so Kelly is just lamenting being lonely. And then Brandon and... not out yet, though. Whoa! Oh! I've seen... Um, I've seen stuff for it, but it's not It's not out yet, you know. Okay. Char- Char-M's so up. I didn't miss it. No. It's supposed to come out in fall. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. That's okay. Um, Brandon and Tracy are fighting on set of the... Um, news. C-U-T-V. <laughs> Cutva. And um, Kelly is there. Why is Kelly even there? Well, they're they're receiving an award. Mm-hmm. She really is on the tuss and everyone. Um, <laughs> they're receiving an award from Arnold Arnold. Uh, or like, he's presenting it. It's from the right. school. Uh, excellence in journalism or something like that. I don't know. Uh, standing up to a hostage situation. Who knows what the fuck they're it's for I think it's for journalism, but it's a big plaque and everything. And they're having a they're going to have a party afterwards. They're having and they're celebrating their hundredth episode. Okay, so they're giving the plaque and all that stuff. And Brandon comes over and he's like, uh, stands next to Kelly and he's like, "Let me tell you something. We wouldn't have done it without uh, everybody on and off the air, our crew, and the ones that didn't go insane and try to kill our wedding girl." <laughs> and so he presents the award to them. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, they had a tense little discussion over the the fact that in the last episode, as we said, she found the ring and she's pissed. Oh, yeah, because he's hanging on to a ring for someone else. That's what uh, she says, which that's a little unfair. I agree. I, I 100% agree. We'll get into it in a second. But so she's like, oh, you know, whatever, I'll stick around for the party or, or, you know, we need to have a discussion, something like that. So Kelly's there because she's going to go to the party. She's celebrating with them. She's just kind of watching the, the broadcast. Mm-hmm. So he comes up to her and he's, they're like, hey, you know, they're just having like a jovial conversation and everything. And Tracy comes up and <laughs> she's like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to leave. And he's like, I thought you were going to the party. And she's like, no, I thought we were supposed to have a conversation, but I guess this conversation is just more important, isn't it? Yeah, she's very, uh, very oh, overreacting and sensitive, pissed. and yeah. Like, were they supposed to have a conversation? Like, what? And uh, I don't know. I think it's okay. So later, we're going to discuss the return policy of a jewelry store <laughs> that apparently is years long somehow. 
Yeah, it's weird. That that doesn't make any sense because Brandon's going to contemplate returning the ring that he bought two and a half years prior from this jewelry store. What is their return policy? Well, that's not even the first time he tried to return it, according to the guy. So, right. Like, could you give it to somebody who'd be married for 10 years, take it back and be like, here, I want my full refund, please. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense at all. Agreed. Agreed. So my my assumption was he has to hang on to it. And that's what an easy excuse. I was hanging on to it. This was long before we met. I can't return it now. Maybe, though, he didn't actually, like, he wasn't returning it. Maybe he was selling it back. You know what I mean? He said he was going to return it. I'm just thinking, like, jewelry stores do sometimes buy old jewelry. Sure, they might buy it, but, like, for a a Much discounted, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like, I can't imagine. Their return policy is probably something like 60 days. Right. But I guess this one's 60 years. Well, this guy was weird. The jewelry shop owner was weird. Oh, yeah. What was going on? Like... The makeup, he looked like the the ma- Magic Max from The Princess Bride, or Miracle Max. Miracle Max, yes. Like... He did! Yeah. He did look like Miracle Max. Like, why? Like, they obviously put a bunch of extra, like, aging makeup on this man. Brandon walks in, and instead of a bell, the door goes, <laughs> <laughs> And this guy, he's like, oh, I... I- that's such a great see. That's what I'm talking about with the cost. That's such a great, uh, such a great scene. It is in a in a fantastic movie. We should we should rent that movie sometime and, and yeah, we should talk about to talk about that movie. Although although that that tape would just be talking about how great it is <laughs> in every turn. That's okay. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> We'd get a chance to watch it again. Exactly. Anyway, um, so yeah, he was weird. They put a ton of old age makeup on him, and he was like. Oh, I see you're, you're moving on. Uh, you're ready to move on to somebody else, are you? You know, and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but let's back up a little okay, bit. Okay, sorry, I got sorry. Us, I got us off the rails. <laughs> but, so she's pissed. Tracy's pissed. And I think, if I remember correctly, Kelly and her have a conversation. Well, later, yeah, because Kelly goes and talks to her. Yeah. And how does that, is it, Tracy tells... Tracy tells her about the ring when they're having the conversation? Yeah. I think Tracy's like, I found the ring. Um, It made me mad. He, I think, still cares for you, which is why he wasn't able to return it. Do you still love him? Right. And her silence is deafening. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she, she eventually does say yes. And she goes, Tracy goes, I was thinking, like, if, if if the way she put it out there, I was thinking if she said, yeah, I still love him, then the response was going to be like, well, then you can have him. Yeah, I thought so, too. But instead, she goes, well, I love him, too. So fucking, she, she, essentially, she says, shit, or get off the pot. Yeah. She's like, figure out what you want. If you want him, fight for him or whatever. We'll fight to the death. <laughs> and one of us will end up on the pile. To the pain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, if, um, you know, if you don't want them, like, completely cut them out because I want them. Yeah. It's a really weird conversation. Very much. And, like, they're discussing Brandon's fate without him there. Right. That's the other thing, too, is they're talking about as if they have a choice. It's like, isn't it Brandon's choice? Yeah. You would think. So, okay, so then Kelly knows about the ring. 
And she goes to talk to Brandon. But he's not there. Because he's returning the ring. Because he has a conversation with Tracy. And essentially he comes to the conclusion like, hey, I need to make a decision. Am I going to let Kelly Taylor go or not? Mm-hmm. And so he decides to let her go. But in the jewelry store. He's talking to the dude. and The dude's like, uh, ah, you're ready to move on. Or maybe pick out another ring. Like he's like, I love how he's slickly. He's such a salesman, even though he has an insane return policy. Mm-hmm. He's like, because he's like, I want to return this ring. He's like, instead of money. <laughs> Why don't you leave with a different ring right. <laughs> for this new girl? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if we're ready for that. And he was like, well, maybe this nice tennis bracelet mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And, and so he comes out and he still got the ring. He couldn't do it. He couldn't return it. Yeah. Yeah, he said he couldn't do it. And Kelly's there. Because she is going to intercept him at the ring shop. You're thinking the whole time to stop him. To say, hey, I love you. Right. Don't don't return my ring. I think I love you. But instead, she's like, hey, uh, Tracy told me about the ring. And she's like, oh, she shouldn't have done that. If you're returning it, it's okay. You should do that. And he's like, what? And she's like, if that's what you want to do. She's such a pussy. Like, she she should just say how she feels. Right. She I think she says it because she thinks he's walking out. So she thinks he already did it. Right. And she doesn't want to get hurt. She should just say, I just came to say, you know, I would regret it if you did or whatever. Um, And then maybe things would have turned out differently. Yeah, I think they really would have. But I don't know what happens because we cut. Yeah, we have no idea how this works out. So there are two possibilities. Okay. Because at the end of the episode, she's walking along the beach amongst the giant fucking uh <laughs> chairs instead of sitting on them and she's got her journal and she's writing in her journal again and she's like i bought something from someone uh probably paid too much for it or whatever and she's like um but i couldn't bear to that anyone else would have it even though i'll never show it to anyone and she on her on a necklace you know she takes it out from her cleavage uh, uh on her neck on a necklace she's got the ring yeah so one of two things happened either they had that conversation and then she slunk around a corner <laughs> waited and Brandon went back in and exchanged it because later he gives at the end of the episode, he gives Tracy the bracelet. Right. So he exchanges it for the bracelet. And then Kelly comes back to the store and purchases that exact ring or she buys it from Brandon. Oh, I don't think and she then bought Brandon it from uses Brandon. the money to buy that bracelet. Yeah, I don't think she bought it. From no, me. I think what happened. I think I think the first scenario is the yeah. one. That, as I was as I was going through the scenarios, I was like, no, that's the only one that really makes sense. Yeah, because she wouldn't want Brandon to know that she's wearing that ring around her neck. No, no one's gonna know. Yeah, well, but except like, the journal, huh? The journal, right? But I mean, like somebody who's so into fashion and stuff, like she's gonna have a really hard time uh, wearing something around her neck that she's gonna hide all the time. She's gonna not be able to wear that all the time. No, no, not at all. No, she shows too much boob to to wear that all the time. <laughs> right. That's going in her hope chest or something like that. Her whatever, hope chest. Whatever 1950s thing she okay, has. Okay, Grandpa. Uh, but yeah, so that's Brandon's story. What do you think of this, though? Do you think that him and Kelly should be together? Do you think he should be with Tracy? Like, I, I was kind of disappointed that he's with Tracy still. I 
Well, I am disappointed that he's with Tracy still. And it's so funny, too, because he buys Tracy uh, some jewelry, and all of a sudden everything's better. She sees that bracelet, and she's like, he's like, I return the ring. And she's like, yay! And I'm like, give me diamonds! You know, and all that stuff. Like, I didn't like that. Yeah. Um, But, so... I don't. I don't necessarily love the two of them together. Mm-hmm. I don't think he and uh, the problem isn't. I think he and Kelly on paper are fine. Right. I don't think Jason Priestley and Ginny Garth have very good chemistry Agreed. on the screen together. Yeah. I think that's the problem, and that's that doesn't mean that they don't like each other in real life. That doesn't mean you know that doesn't mean they wouldn't be a good couple in real life. Right. I just don't think on screen they have a lot of chemistry. They work at odds. Their acting styles are different, and they work at odds with each other. Well, you know that, and like he's a likable character, and she's a bitch. <laughs> but, you know, she broke up with him for a reason. Because he probably fucked Emily Valentine. Right. Which she mentions in this episode, Yeah. by the way, to, uh, to Tori Spelling. Um, Donna. But I, I don't necessarily think they should be together either. I don't think we've seen the person... That Brandon should be with. Maybe Emily Valentine. Oh, that would be good. I think they have good chemistry together. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Um, speaking of Donna. Yeah, I think we should do that one next. I think we should end with the big one. You think Valerie is the big one? Oh, yeah. Don't you? Mm. I have some interesting things to say about, okay. about that one. So, Donna. Do you think this is the big one? I think what we just talked about was the big one. Oh, the Okay. But Donna, Lifey 1994 at AWOL.com, which one do you think is the <laughs> big one? Please tell us. Okay, so Donna goes on a date with the fireman. She does, to uh, Palisades Park. No, that's in New York. Um, you never heard that song? Palisades Park? No. Okay. It was written by Chuck Barris. Anyway, so the host of the gong show. So, okay, Grandpa. Um, anyway, they go to the Santa Monica Pier. It looks so fun. I'm jealous that there's a place in the world that's just a carnival all the time. I love carnivals, but we have to wait for them here. Yeah. Well, Coney Island is also like that. Well, I'm jealous of them, too. We should go to... We can go to Santa Monica Pier, though. Let's do it. Get in the car. Let's go. Yeah, there's... Well, actually, there there's... three days. <laughs> let's do Steve's storyline real quick, too, Steve and Claire. Because okay. that's, that's pretty short. Okay. And it heavily features the Santa Monica Pier. Yes. Steve's little brother, the the nice one, not the dummy, <laughs> uh, he's like, hey, this girl really likes me or whatever. Um, it's like a first date. I'm really nervous. She's special. Where should I take her? And he's like, ooh, take her to Santa Monica Pier. That's the that's the best. He's like, Claire and I went there one time. We got stuck on the top of the Ferris wheel, and, and we did. Uh, it was a great time. <laughs> it's like he totally got head on the top of that Ferris yeah, wheel. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Claire's a little freak, so yeah. <laughs> um, he's like, I'll tell you what, we'll double date. So they double date and they have some fun on the Santa Monica Pier, and uh, uh, he gets a kiss, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, I'm very excited about it. The little brother, and Steve's excited about it too. He's all, ah! you know, <laughs> Steve's a very nice, enthusiastic big brother. Yeah. So then he says, "Hey, I'm gonna need. I, can you do me a favor?" He's like, "What?" He's like, "I need uh, condom." And he's like, oh, my God. You know? <laughs> and he's like, well, not for tonight. Her parents are out of town, and she invited me over tomorrow. 
He's like, but I want to be prepared. And he's like, okay, you know, and like Claire overhears it and she's she's not about it at I all. I don't understand that. This 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 makes no sense to me. Like she is so sexual of a person. Yeah. Why is she so like She's letting uptight, aliens watch while she bangs. Right. About this kid having sex. I don't know. How old do you think his brother's supposed to 17. be? 17. I believe they said 17. Yeah, it's that's not too young to have sex. I no. mean, all you kids out there have sex when you're ready. Don't feel like you have to by 17. But right. 17 is not too young to have sex. No, I think that's that's a fine age to have sex. I'm pretty sure uh, Claire and Steve had both had sex by then. Fuck yeah. So. Claire had sex. Or, I mean, uh, Steve had sex with Donna. Kelly, when, not Ke- Donna. Kelly, when they were. 14, I believe. Yeah, I mean, like they were super young. Yeah. Um, and I don't know about Claire, but Claire was chaining herself to the fucking bed. Trying to have sex, yeah. Uh, which Steve brings up. Because mm-hmm. she's all like, hey, you, you can't do this. You can't let him go have sex or whatever. Now, if he's going to have sex, he's going to have sex. He's asking for a condom. He doesn't really need help to get a condom. He could go to the store and buy them, but yeah. he's asking to have one. He's being responsible, though. Yeah, like you should have one if you're going to be in a situation where you might have sex. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to. The only thing I don't want him to do is go into the situation of, because all she said, she didn't say like, hey, let's fuck. Right. She was like, my parents are out of town. Why don't you come over on a date or whatever? Now, that that may very well mean sex is on the table, but this is only their second date. Yeah. So I just don't want him going over there with the expectation we're definitely going to have sex. Yeah. But like, you go over there prepared, though. Yeah. Always be prepared. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think she's being ridiculous, and I think Steve, she's like, you need to have a talk with him about about sex, Steve, or whatever. <laughs> Which was also weird. So he does have a, an awkward sex conversation with his little brother, and I guess by by extrapolation, the young people in the audience. <laughs> and I don't know if that was the point of it or what, but... Yeah, basically his brother's like, oh, okay, I'm just going to wait and not have sex. That's that's how the conversation ends. Because mm-hmm. he's like, uh, he was feeling pressure, and now he doesn't feel pressure. This show has a weird fucking abstinence fetish. Yeah. I don't know. And I mean, apparently until you get to college, then yeah. all bets For are as off. horny as this show is, it's really weird about it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that's their little thing. But Donna and the firemen... Are also there. Yeah, we see them. Their paths cross. So yeah. We see them at uh, Palisades Park slash the Santa Monica Pier. It, it's so weird. And she kisses him. She does. She 100% cheats on, on David. But David knows she's on a date with him. That comes up because David's hanging out with the other girl. Like mm. He's, you know, whatever. Chloe. Chloe, yeah. Um, And she says, you know, Donna's cheating on you. And he's like, well, it's not like that. Right. She's but, not having sex with him. Right. And she's like, well, how do you know? And he's like, well, because she's a virgin. And then Chloe's like, oh, okay, you're not getting laid? Here, let me lay you. <laughs> she fucking, yeah, she immediately, upon hearing that, she immediately opens up her blouse yeah. to reveal her black bra underneath. Like, and she's what? like, well, I can, give you stu- I can give you stuff she can't. Yeah, like, what are you doing, Chloe? Oh, whore. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I'm amazed. Like, David was not having it. Nope. Like, I thought maybe he was fucking, that, that that's what they were going for, that he was having sex with her while uh, Donna was getting held up. But, but um, no? No, not at all. Because he was like, no, I, I don't want it. Can you leave, please? Yeah, put your shirt back on and go. But then Donna shows up, mm-hmm. 
And Chloe walks out of the bedroom where he told her to go hide right. with her shirt off. Yeah. Hey, David. And she, like, kind of caresses him. And this is the dumb, this is the dumb writing of the show. Uh-huh. Where Donna's like, oh, I see what's going on. And <laughs> David, I mean, Brian Austin Green's trying to sell it as much, <laughs> as, he, as much as he can. But David's like, wait, Donna, no. <laughs> Don't <not>, go. <laughs> it's not what it seems like. Like, in those amount of words, you could have been like, she's fucking tricking you. No, nothing happened. She's a dumb whore and I'm kicking her out. <laughs> yeah, or like he could have actually gone after her instead of just standing there. Like, yeah, the whole yeah. thing's stupid. So and Donna, it's not a real life interaction. So Donna thinks that uh, that David fucked her even though he didn't. Yeah. Will he, she ever believe him? That's the question. I don't know, but she did decide that she wanted to be with David, yeah. right? When she was with this fireman. Yeah. And... I don't know. It's kind of like Claire deciding she wants to be with Steve when she's with the prince. I don't. I, yeah, I, I don't love it. Yeah, I don't like that they're doing this with her character either. But um, yeah, she decided that David's the one for her, and that's what she'd gone there to tell him. Mm-hmm. But instead, she gets naked, Chloe. Yeah, I, I I think they'll work through it though. I hope so. I mean, it's gonna be one of those situations where Chloe like sheepishly comes up to her and be like. I was trying to trick you, but but he's so strong, you know. Right. Who knows? I feel like there was a similar storyline to this before. Probably. Some girl, like, I don't know, coming on to him. Was it the one with Steve where um, where, uh, that girl was accusing him of rape? No. He didn't do it? No, not that one, but anyway. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Valerie. How far... Has Steve's character come? Because we didn't actually see the rape or not rape happen. Like it cut before the, before then. So it was ambiguous in, the, in the, that episode. And when she accused him of that, we were like, well, it's like 50-50 that he raped her. <laughs> and now we'd be like, well, there's no way Steve could do that. Like right. how far his character has come. He used to be such a slime ball. For sure. Um. Okay. Last storyline. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. You're the the energy reserves are just fucking <laughs> sapped, aren't they? You're just done. Oh my god! If I left that one in, I'm sorry. That's really lazy. Oh my. She's coughed seventy five times. I so have far. not. So you see how uh, how lazy I am based on <laughs> how much under seventy five we're at. Anyway. Yeah. So in this episode, we find out what the secret about Claire's dad was. The secret of my identity. And oh my goodness, like trigger warning, peoples. What the uh, fuck does that mean? <laughs> Something upsetting is coming. Prepare yourselves. Uh, they actually show Valerie having a nightmare flashback. Yeah. Where she's in bed and her dad gets in bed with her, but she's talking like she's like a little girl. I think cool. she's supposed to be like 11. Yeah, that's what she said. Sorry, when she was 11. But she's full grown 25 year old herself. Right. Yeah. So it's really hard to blame the dad. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> but yeah, so apparently she was being molested by her and raped by her dad yeah, for like seven years. Yeah, fucked up, huh? And she thinks that her mom knew and didn't do anything. Which is why she's fucking angry at her. This seems like, I don't know, like... 
This is heavy as hell, right? Yeah, very heavy. And, like, why would... Would you assume that the mom would know? I don't know. Well, now, here's where it gets interesting. Here's where it gets real-life interesting. Here. Okay. I'm sure you didn't re- recognize or realize, but Valerie's mom is played by my aunt. Is not. Well, it's Michelle Phillips. Okay. From the Mamas and the Papas. Okay. She was briefly the wife of John Phillips, the lead singer and head of the, or not lead singer, but the head of the Mamas and the Papas. She was the one with the soprano voice, the, you know, you know, like, uh, California, California, you know. Mm. She wrote that song. Okay. Um, and she wrote the early songs of the Mamas and the Papas. Like I said, married to John Phillips. Now, <clears throat> her daughter, Mackenzie Phillips, uh, very famously, this is a, a big controversy, very famous. Why, why are you looking at me like No, this? I'm just, I'm, I'm <clears throat> hanging on your... Very famously, uh, John Phillips gave her drugs when she was very young, and there were rumors molested her Aww. when she was young. That's so sad. Michelle Michelle Phillips, her mother, knew nothing about it. So it parallels this storyline. Wow, that had to be really weird and hard for her. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But it's like... So that, you know, Mackenzie Phillips got messed up into drugs and, and, and alcohol and stuff like that. She was on One Day at a Time. She became an actress. And, um, yeah, fucked up situation with her because of her, her childhood, right? Um, but, yeah, so echo, echoing real life events here. And that's why I was like, when they, this storyline was coming out, and I was like, I, I recognized her, and I'm like, oh, my God, this <laughs> is weird. Wow. So I don't know if, like, she requested, or I don't know how this happened. I don't know if they were like, hey, we're thinking about doing this storyline where her dad actually molested her, that's why he killed himself, and all this stuff. And then they reached out to Michelle Phillips and said, hey, we have an idea. Because she became an actress after she was a singer. They had to have known she was an actress, and they're like, "Hey, we have an idea. What do you think about this?" That would be fucked up. I would, I would more think that it'd be like just a coincidence. Oh, I don't think it's. I there's no. I don't think there's any way it's a coincidence. I think they picked her purposely for huh. this, huh. or you know, one one way or the other. Maybe Aaron Spelling is really good friends with her or something, and just you know, maybe they talked about. It. I don't know, but I think she was involved in this in okay. this storyline. I mean, I could be wrong. But I I think that's way too much of a coincidence that it would be like this. But yeah, so apparently Valerie had only told that boyfriend. Right. Who then threatened her dad. Yes. Did he beat him up too or just threaten him? I, I think he just threatened him. Okay. And said like, hey, you know, we'll fucking go to the police. Stop all this shit. You know, whatever. Yeah. Get Get some help. And that was why he killed himself. So Instead of getting some help. Yeah, this is what we learned in this episode. And apparently, like, her mom didn't know this either. Right. So, um, This was all news to her. Yeah, her mom claims not to have known anything. Valerie got up in her face yelling at her, and she slapped her. Yeah, she's like, she was like, don't, she says, don't talk to your, about your dad like that. You know, like, I knew him for 20 years or whatever, you know, and stuff. And, like, her whole performance in that, I feel like she was talking about John Phillips. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Like, I really feel like this had to have been intentional. Because you could feel the emotion of it. And, you know, she's like, ah, whatever. And then she, she fucking slaps her, like you said. And Valerie leaves. <sighs> That's a very difficult situation. Yeah. Imagine, you know, being with... Now, here's the thing. In real life with John Phillips, I think there were some warning signs. I'm not saying that Michelle Phillips ignored signs or whatever. I wasn't part of that family. But I think it came out much faster than the shit that was going on. That's She wasn't married to him like 20, 20 years. Mm-hmm. They were married like four years or okay. five years or something like that. Like I, shit came out faster. And when she found out about it, she, you know, she took the kids away. Um, but... It's a tough situation. You've been married to somebody for 20 years. Then your daughter's like, oh, the guy you thought you knew was a complete monster. Right. That's hard. Who do you believe? That would be a very hard situation for sure. The dad's not there to defend himself. Right. Because he blew his brains out. So she... Isn't that kind of a confession? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's so... I think her daughter earned a benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I think she should have been like, what do you... Instead of... Instantly being like, no, you're a fucking liar and slapping her. I think she should have been like, what are you talking about? Like, elaborate, explain what happened. Like, yeah. You know. And well, then she could have put the shit together. But instead, she thinks about it for a while off camera. Well, and, and in her defense, though, Valerie was saying she was worse than him. Yeah. Because she should have stopped him coming in her room. That's when she hit her. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a big insult to say you're worse than the man that did this to me because you didn't stop him like I don't know. well if she knew about it and let it happen that doesn't make her worse than him i yeah I'm, that's that's i think it's six of one half yeah. the other it's it's close but. if you're tacitly allowing it to happen yeah no good yeah i mean both are bad obviously but yeah so she does think about it and she uh she tells valerie like i promise i didn't know yeah but I believe you, and I'm sorry that happened, and you know all that stuff. So they make up, they rec- closure, they reconcile, and, and Valerie's like, "I'll sign the the paper so you can get the second mortgage in the house or whatever." And she's like, "I'm gonna sell the house." Yeah, she's like, "I'm she's not gonna like, live there." I'm fucking kidding! <laughs> like now that I know what happened, she's like, "I'm selling that house." She must have been so confused. Valerie's like, "I'd never want to live in that house." I, you know, how could you? Right, seriously. And she didn't ever tell her anything. She just assumed that her mom knew. Huh. Which is also a weird assumption. Well, no, because remember, she said her dad told her. Her dad told her that her mom said oh, she had to. You're right. That's right. You're right. And she must have believed him. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. That's so sad. <sighs> it's fucked up. That poor girl. I'm telling you, like, okay, it's never good to molest a child, obviously. But I don't know. Is it weird to me that it's like extra fucking creepy when it's your own child? Yeah, no, it is. It's it's even worse. I agreed. I mean, like, it's hard to say, like, well, you know, molestation's bad, but you know it's worse. It's like, <laughs> I mean, molestations uh, in any context is obviously, you know, up there with, like, the top two or three crimes you could do ever against right. anybody. Um but it just, I don't know, it just feels extra icky when it's your own kid. Yeah. Agreed. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's fucked up. <sighs> well, it explains why Valerie has all these issues, though. Yeah, and all the sexual issues she has. Yeah. So, yeah. 
And so hopefully she gets some fucking therapy and, and helps herself out of yeah, this situation. Yeah, hopefully. And her mom, too. But, yeah, they reconcile. And then, last episode, she, you know, she's begging Kelly, I, I want him, I need him, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. And everything. And then she reconciles with her mom, and she's like, hey, uh, so <laughs> it's been real nice, but... um." You kind of remind me of my dad, so if you could get the fuck out. That's so awful. So she breaks them up, and then she's like, get out. And now he'll just be gone from yeah. the show. He's just like, well, you know, I'm, I'm better wandering anyway. Right. I'm better doing guest spots on different shows. <laughs> there you go. So That is the episode for the week. I mean, I, I thought it was a very strong episode. It was. It was a very good episode. In a season of... Kind of some duds. Yeah. This was a strong episode. <laughs> so you can write us at latefee1994awol.com. Yeah. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Uh-huh. And share the tapes with your friends. All right, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.